What's up, guys? Today, we're going to dive into three things we wish we had known before we went full-time into our flipping gig. The Reseller Hangout Podcast is all about helping you grow, scale, and thrive in your reselling business. We're Rob and Melissa with Flea Market Flipper and have been in the resale biz for over 20 years. Not only do we buy and sell awesome items on a weekly basis, we also coach other resellers how to take their business to the next level. In this podcast, we are committed to bringing you great guests who love to share their tips, tactics that will help you level up in your current reselling business. So let's go. So today we're excited to talk about the three things we wish we had known before we went full-time into this gig. What was it, like six or seven years ago? Six years ago. And we definitely were thrown into it, which we'll talk about in just a little bit. If you haven't heard our story of how we went full-time flipping, we had to get shoved off a cliff pretty much. That's it. (laughs) But the first thing that we wanted to talk about is that it is your, once you go full-time, that is your income. So it is a lot more stressful when you have to pay your bills with that income. (laughs) Absolutely. And we, like we said, we got thrown into this. We didn't really have a choice, but this was our best option is to go full-time into this. But that is something you have to remember when you're going full-time into it. Yeah, you got nothing else backing you up. This is it. You got to work. You got to get that money coming in. So definitely huge. And because when it's your side hustle, like it is an amazing side hustle. We love, like we've done it for, he's done it since he was 16. I married into it. So we've done it our whole marriage. And it was always our extra money for vacations, fun money. If we needed medical stuff or we needed a new car or whatever it was, it was always there for us. So let's go make some extra money. We need it for this. So once it's your full-time income though, you got to treat it like a full-time income and actually, you know, it has to pay your bills. So everybody knows probably if you're listening to this and you're reselling, you know, that income can fluctuate. So if we prepared for those bills and, and on the good months, put some money away. So on the lower months that you have it there to pay your bills. Yeah. But I definitely (laughs) think you hit the nail on the head by saying, if you treat it like a business, that's where you're going to get paid like a business. You can't treat it as a side hustle. Like a lot of people, when you go from side hustle into full time, you can't treat it like it's still a side hustle. You got to put the hours in. You got to put the work into it to grow it. Now, you don't always have to do that. In the beginning, we had to do it a lot more to get our inventory up. But once we did that, once you throw that time into it, that's when you start getting paid the big bucks. Yeah. So the second thing was, this is really beneficial if you're doing it as a side hustle or full time, but more important even as full time is to keep a reserve of money that you can use for refunds. Don't spend everything that you make. So, you know, you need to reinvest in your business, obviously, and you need to pay your bills. So, but try to keep a a little egg of money if you get a refund or whatnot. Absolutely. When I was a kid, I was a kid (laughs) when I started this business in my late teens and I would make money and I would go and spend that money and then right have, away. <laughs> that's it, have something come back and one return, something happened in shipping, something got damaged. And I would not have that nest egg or that money saved up from the sales that I did. And I got in trouble in the beginning like that. So make sure that you're doing that, setting some money aside. Even if you're doing it for 30 days, you, you try not to touch the money on your sales for 30 days, just because that's where eBay can require you to take refunds on some stuff. We do not 
You mean the, the money from those sales? The and sales the, in the 30 days, yeah, exactly. Gotcha. So you just want to have something. And this goes a little bit more when you're doing, like we do large mm-hmm. items. Some of our items are five and $10,000. You do not want to be stuck with something happening and you have to refund money for a shipping damage. And then you don't have the money because you went out and spent it. So that's definitely a huge point is you want to keep that money. If something does happen, if you do have to issue a refund. So that's a huge key. And most of our refund requests are actually damage and shipping. So last year we had three requests two of them were damaged in shipping and one of them was your fault <laughs> and we just refunded it and took it back but the other two were shipping so we still have to there's a time frame before we cut the check from yeah. the shipping company so we have to be able to pad that and just like we're still getting paid which is good you know if it's a shipping claim you still get your money the yep. buyer gets their money back but you still need a little bit of padding so that you can refund that, absolutely so. sometimes it takes a little bit longer from the time that you give the refund to the buyer once you receive yeah. the item back once you give the refund and then when you get the check from the actual insurance company that you had insurance on the item. So hopefully you guys are doing all that stuff, but that's another topic for another day. You just want to make sure that you have that money in reserves, that you're not spending your money as quick as you're making it. And you have it in reserves. If you do have something come up that you're able to give a refund, if you have to, yeah, you don't want to have to go in the negative because that is never a good thing. Absolutely not. <laughs> kind of make the, keep that coming in. So the next one is kind of a no brainer, but it, it makes sense, but sometimes we're not doing it. So if you want to increase your income, you have to increase your inventory listed. So if you are in a hard spot and you find yourself, you've jumped into this full time and now maybe the sales have slowed down or something. So we got to get the income up. So we got to get those items listed. And you do think of it as a no brainer, but for us in the beginning, we didn't really realize this. It's one of those things that going through, through years and years you realize, and it's not just really items that you're listing. It's not about the volume that you're doing. It's more about the inventory dollar amount. You want to get the dollar up there on your inventory. So you want to have much, you want to have a lot more listed and it really correlates with what you're making is the, how much inventory you have listed, how much the dollar amount of the inventory that you have listed. So if you're wanting to make so much money every week and you want it to be a steady income, you really got to get that inventory up there to where that, that will continue to sell and you'll continue to make that steady income off of that. So as an example, if somebody wanted to make a hundred thousand dollars, how much inventory should they have? Yeah, roughly, roughly listed. Yeah. Roughly listed a hundred thousand dollars a year. I would say you want to have between 150 and $200,000 listed. That's been the average for us. And a couple of people in our members group that we've talked with. Yeah. And that's been kind of the average that we keep on eBay is roughly between 150, $200,000. And that's roughly about what we make in a year off of our sales is about a hundred thousand dollars. So if you're doing larger items, and I don't know on small items, that's probably a lot of small Mm -hmm. items if you're doing smalls, but we like last year, we only had, what was it? 70 or 80 sales. Our average sale price was $1,400. So, So, and I think we did 70 or 80 sales last year for the amount of sales that we did. And that gives you an idea. We're not doing tons and tons of sales, but we're still able to bring in decent money on those sales. And we're making good money because we don't pay a lot for our items, which is another, another topic, another topic (laughs) about buying your items the right way. But right now, yeah, the biggest thing is knowing that you have to get your inventory dollar amount up there. If you want to make more money, you have to be constantly getting that to go up and up and up so you can make the money off of it. And then the last one was kind of, I mean, we already did three, but I had a bonus one that I thought of too, is don't wait until everything is perfect to go full-time. So you might be uh, analyzing everything. You might be on the fence. Okay. I know like I'm making this much. Can I really make it full-time? What happens if like my first month 
my sales just completely tank. Like, and then what am I going to do? But if you overanalyze it, you may never do it. And we have a similar story of how we got into it. So we were doing it part-time. We hit, I think it was $40,000 part-time and not a ton of hours. Yeah. I think, what do we figure? Like 20 hours, 10 hours, 20 I hours a week. Exactly, but it wasn't a lot. Yeah. It was definitely our part-time income. Yeah. And so we were like, okay, well, if we can do this part-time, what if we both did it full-time? But before that, before we got to that point, I had decided to quit my job as a personal trainer when I was pregnant with our third yeah. Uh, baby. Cause I was like, this is with three kids, three and under, this is just insane. I'm going to stay home. I can help you with your flipping, like doing some listings and stuff for you. And then take care of this insanity <laughs> of a house of, of these little kids. And then right at that point, a month before we were due, your job came back and said that cutting our health insurance, they were cutting our health insurance. And we're like, Oh, so March 31st was the last day we'd have health insurance and our baby was due April 1st. So I'm like, all right, <laughs> what are we going to do? And the only reason that I did have this nine to five job was for the health insurance. I made more money flipping on the side than I did at this other job, but the insurance was a huge benefit for us. So that's where we had to make the decision. What, what is, what is it for us? What are we going to do? Am I going to go get another nine to five job? Am I going to go do something like that? Or thinking about our side hustle that was really, really cool. We were making decent money at it as a side hustle. What if we really threw full hours and full time into this and saw what we could do? And we went from 40 to like $130,000 our yeah. first full-time year, dumping hours into it and, and really, really newborn. working. Yeah. And we had three kids. So it was one of those things that it was a, an awesome decision. It wasn't, it, I mean, it wasn't like scot-free. This was amazing. We had <laughs> trials. Exactly. Yeah. We had trials and we went through learning processes and stuff like that. Just like anything you're going to do, you're going to have that stuff. But that's kind of how we got thrown into it. And that's been six or seven years ago. And it's been six, amazing. He's six. Well, he's almost, I guess it'll be seven soon. So yeah. yeah, almost seven years ago. So yeah. And that, I don't think if that hadn't happened, I'm not sure we, we would, would have, have been it. able to do it. And like hindsight, you're like, how could we not do this? And now we do this and we share and we coach too. Yeah. So we have, uh, you know, multiple streams of income that we're using, but like at that point we were like, all right, we're all in on this. Like we have to make this work. And it was the best decision because we, I was able to, we were both actually home with the kids when they're growing up. We didn't really want to put them in daycare. Not that, I mean, that is an option for people. And if you need it, that's great. But we didn't personally want that. We wanted to be home with our kids. They went to the flea markets with us. They went to thrift stores. We had, you know, the stroller and backpacks to go into the flea market. We, you know, did it all as a family Absolutely. and took them to the 127 yard sale when they were really tiny. And uh, yeah, they're like, another garage sale. What are we doing? <laughs> yeah. It was so. a blast. It was really, really cool. And it was one of those things that we would not change the way that it happened. I mean, it was not ideal when it was happening. It's very, very hard going through a situation like that, but it has, it really, really has shaped us. It's grown us to where we are right now, which is amazing. It's a lot of fun at doing what we're doing, being able to do it together as a spouse and being able to yeah. do it with our family. It's just a lot of, it's a lot of fun. So. And now we've been able to, you know, be there at school events and we can both be there usually. And the freedom it allows yeah. us to have. It's amazing. It's yeah. amazing to be able but to do that. We did not have a big nest egg of money sitting on the side in savings before we jumped in full-time. We didn't be like, okay, well, at least we can lean on this for a little while while we get this rolling. No. And that's probably helped us actually yeah. get a fire under our butts and get things. Cause you got to do it. You don't have a choice. You have to do it. You have to perform. And that's and, what we did. And that's actually the same time that you jumped into the freight shipping and the large yeah. items, because that's it's like, I got to figure out a way to make more money with our time that we have. And that's really what changed our business Absolutely. was completely was the free from shipping. the 40,000 to 130,000 the next year it was larger items is what we did we really leaned into larger items and figuring it out learning mm -hmm. how to ship and how to do all that stuff so that yeah. really was what took us to the next level 
Yeah, he saw something on eBay, but I think it was yeah. that furniture set. He's like, okay, well, if this is going to sell, I'm going to figure out how to ship it. These ones are listed with shipping. I'm going to figure it out. Absolutely. And, and it was c- completely worth it. So, yep. Yep. Been so amazing. if you're thinking about going full-time, just know you do have to pay all your bills with it. It is your full-time income. So be prepared, but don't wait to be everything to be perfect perfect because it never will be yep similar to kids we, <laughs> we thought all right you got to wait till you got this much money in the bank you wait till this and this and this but you guys you're never ready until you throw yourself into it we say the same thing with this so you can definitely do some things that will help but just jump into it it's going to be amazing for you to do it and these are definitely things that we wish we had known when we started out for sure yeah so, so awesome you guys rock have a great day we'll see you later Thank you so much for spending your time with us and tuning into this episode. And if you'd like to learn more about our program, Flipper University, we've created a free workshop to see if it would be a good fit for you. Just check out the link in the show notes. And we'll catch you on the flip side.